Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. See, the old church used to say, listen, baby, if your life ain't right, don't come tarrying on the altar with folk that need to be delivered. Somebody say, don't play with evil spirits. Uh, so, so, so these itinerant Jews tried to call on the name of Jesus, and watch what they say. We exercise you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. And also there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest who did so as well. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know Paul, I know, but who are you? I think that's a sad tragedy, y'all, that an evil spirit will say, I know some other folk, but I don't know you. Uh, I heard another preacher say it this way. It's good to have your name known in hell. I'm not saying that I'm going to be there, but I need to know that demons know my name. Oh, tell your neighbor, I want demons to know my name. Listen, I don't know about you, but when demons try to come around my house, I need them to know that Keith Babb don't play. So, so, so they said, I don't know you. And then watch this. Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house. Watch this. Naked and wounded. Evil will leave you embarrassed when you don't have power that is effective. I don't want evil to leave me embarrassed. So in other words, I've got to be asking God, if you've given me power, how do I now make this power, somebody say, effective? A lot of folk talk about they got power, but their power ain't effective. I want effective power. And here's a word of wisdom. And I said this earlier, this is why we should never attempt to play with evil, because evil is not playing with us. Y'all got to know that. I know you look cute. I know you dressed up this morning. I know all of that. I know you wanted a word. I know you wanted to shout and dance. But the reason that we come to the house of the Lord is to be equipped, somebody say, with power. I need to know how to use this power that God has given me. Because watch this, evil is not playing. I don't know about y'all, but listen, some days I wake up and I already know that, watch this, I'm on the enemy's agenda. And because I'm on the enemy's agenda, I've got to know how to use the power. Somebody say, that's within me. Y'all around here having bad days, about to take yourself out. You about to, you all in depression and suicide. Not because God don't love you. Watch this, because you're on the enemy's agenda. So because I'm on his agenda and I know evil ain't playing with me, somebody say, don't play with evil. I ain't playing with you either. I'm not playing with you. And the sad reality is that we have many believers that like to play with evil. And some of y'all might be saying, Pastor Keith, how do I play with evil? You trying to cast out demons that you yourself find comfort in. Don't be trying to cast out a demon and you know you have comfort in that same demon that you trying to cast out. Somebody say, playing with evil. Some of us try to pre- preach against flesh that we are still in fellowship with. You got pastors, somebody say right now, that are preaching against flesh. Watch this, that they them, themselves are in fellowship with. Somebody say playing with evil and trying to rebuke spirits that you're still in relationship with. Somebody say playing with evil. And when you don't have effective power against evil, evil, watch this, will make an example out of you. I think that's one of the worst tragedies, y'all, 
that we can try to fool everybody. We can look like we got the Holy Ghost. We can look like we got power. And as soon as your behind run up on evil, evil will make an example out of you. These itinerant Jews thought they was going to call on the name of Jesus and everything was going to be all right. And I watch this. We've got so many believers that hide in church under the guise of declaring, I love Jesus. So it looks like they're lifting their hands with us. They're worshiping with us. But watch this. They have no connection with the God that they say they worship. So watch this. And here's a good litmus test as to how you know if I have effective power. When the issues of life come about me, do I fold in the face of the issues of life? Because somebody say they're going to come. They're going to come. So I want to make sure that God has given me a level of power that when the issues of life come, that I don't fold. Somebody say, I don't want to fold. Uh, the father of lies will make you fold. But I've got somebody say effective power. And watch this what it says in um, verse number 17. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus and fear fell on all of them. I think the good news is that the fear of the Lord fell on the other believers. But I don't want nobody to fear God because evil made an example out of me. I don't know about y'all, but that ain't, that, I don't want that to be my testimony. Somebody say, I don't want that to be my testimony. Okay, it's some, it's some believers that I saw evil made an example out of them. And I said, that right there, I don't want no parts of that. And this is why our prayer must be that we're not made an example by evil. But our power is made effective. Because watch this, evil, as I said it earlier, evil isn't trying to play with us, it's trying to cause us, somebody say, to perish. Yeah. Evil wants you to perish. Paul speaks of this effective power in a lot of portion of um, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 7. I believe I have it on the screen. Bible, notice what Paul says, according to the gift of grace. Somebody say, I've received a gift. Of God given to me by the effective working of his power that means you can be equipped with power that is not effective Paul says the effective working of his power so I don't just want power watch this to lay dormant because dormant power will never defeat the devil or demonic activity y'all hear what I'm saying so I've got to ask God how do I not make this power in me somebody say dormant and the first I gotta I need y'all to catch this the first lie that the enemy will have you to believe is that you don't have power. Somebody say it again. I've got power. So I, I've, I've got power. I just don't want that power to lay dormant. Uh, somebody say I need instructions. Uh, the reason I say that is because many of us can have a, a piece of electronics or technology that has this level of power. But if you don't have instructions how to use it, you'll never get the optimal power out of it. So many believers come to church, they shout, they dance, and they realize why they walk out with no power. Somebody say, I didn't have any instructions. I did not have any instructions. And the enemy is okay with churches that shout and dance because they did not receive, somebody say, instructions. That's why the enemy is wrecking havoc on believers now. I need to know how to make this power effective. And I need us to see something. No, go to the next screen for me. 
oh, I thought I put it up there. I need you to see this. I, I want you to understand something. This word, uh, and I should have put this in my in this in our uh, presentation. This word effective is the is the Greek word energia. Uh, you can look it up if you got a lexicon. Go to Bible Hub lexicon. Look up that word effective, and what it means is operative power. Somebody say operative. Y'all know, y'all know stuff can be non-operative. So, so this word means not only is it power, but it's power that works. Someone say, I need power that works. So, so, so that word Paul is speaking of is operative power. You can look it up. I need, someone say, you need to look it up. Because I said this last week. Here's what a lot of believers do. We eat every word, but we don't examine every word. Somebody say, examine every word. Somebody say, even if it come from your pastor. Okay, I need y'all to hear that and catch that good. Don't just hear what Pastor Keith said. Examine every word. Therefore, we need power that does not lay dormant because dormant power will never defeat the, the devil or demonic activity. And I believe Paul gives us wisdom in our foundational text. And watch this. I'm going I'm to unpack this. But somebody say, I need to be prepared. Whenever you get a word like this, Please know that the enemy will challenge you on this word. Somebody say today. today. So I need you to now prepare yourself. There's going to be something that I'm going to give you at the end of service because I'm not playing with the devil. Someone say, Pastor Keith ain't playing with the devil. I done prayed over some anointed oil. I want you to anoint yourselves, anoint your houses, anoint your children. Because I believe the enemy is going to be upset that we receive this level of instruction. So Paul gives us wisdom in our foundational text as to how we can exercise effective power. And this morning, I don't want our power to lay dormant, but I want us to be delivered and to defeat evil. So here's what we're going to do. Let's examine our text. Let's look at verse number 10. The Bible says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. I need us to hear this and hear this good. The source of our dependency will determine the out, our outcome against that which is demonic. Wherever we place our dependency, it will determine our outcome against the demonic. Y'all heard what I just said? I, I need y'all to hear that and hear that good and take that in. And, and somebody may be saying, what do I mean? You will never defeat or be delivered from evil when we believe our advantage over evil. Watch this. is because of how much word we know. I know that that's going to mess up your theology. It's not because of how much word you know. It's not because God got it. It's the works of your hand. Somebody say the devil is a lie. And watch this. Y'all ain't going to like this either. It's not how long you walk with God. Did y'all hear what I just said? Somebody may be saying, shout this at me. Somebody say, why? Because the source of our power is not us, but God that works through us. So if I want to defeat evil, my dependency has to be, somebody say, in God. In God. I, it's not the word you know. It's not the works of your hand. It's not how long you've been walking with God. Somebody say, it's the works of God. I've got to depend on him. And when you think it's your power and not the Lord, you've already lost the war against evil. Ooh, y'all never know. There's some folk that want to show you that they're so anointed and it becomes, somebody say it's subtle. Somebody say it's subtle. But really what they're saying is that I have a dependency on myself and not God. Did y'all hear what I just said? Somebody say be careful. We've got to be careful y'all, got to be careful. Because watch this. 
The reality is when you think the power is because of you, you are operating, somebody say this, in pride. And where there is pride, you are always subject to perish. I need us to see what um, Proverbs 16, 18 says. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. When I'm in the face of evil, listen, I don't need to be trying to dig up how much word I got. I don't need to be trying to recount to God how much works I've done with his hand. Somebody say, I need to get on my face. I've got to seek God. This is why the church of old had so much power. The mothers did not want to ask you about how much word you got in your belly, daughter. We need to find ourselves, somebody say, a prayer closet. I've got to find myself in the face of God. God, I need your power to now work through me because it's not up dependent upon me. Somebody say it's dependent upon, somebody say God. God, God, God. Ah, so, so watch this. And watch this. We make evil's desire for our life easy when we operate in pride. And this is why we must remind ourselves that, and, and, and rest in his power. God, I want to find myself residing in you. Resting in your power. I need us to notice what Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says. The Bible says, Now all glory to God who was able through his mighty power at work within us. Somebody say it's his power. So if it's his power and I want it to be operative, remember this, he governs that power. So I don't have the ability to turn this power on and off. I've got to ask God, somebody say, to make it operative. Because it's his power that works. Listen, you're not going to be touching. If it's my stuff, you're not going to be telling me how, what to do, somebody say, with my stuff. God is the same way. He says, if I've given you power, you've got to now watch this. Depend on me to now exercise and work the power in you. Somebody say, it's his power. And when his power is worked, he'll do the exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ask or think. This is why we don't receive this promise. Many of us like to quote this scripture and say that we, we, he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can ask or think. We don't ask God to now make his power effective in us. Somebody say that's the first key. I hope y'all see that. That, that, that. That's the first key. Because it is his power that is, work, that is at work in us. And watch this. One of the reasons that many believers fail to defeat evil is because we lean on and believe that it is our power. Somebody say the devil is a lie. Void of his power, hell will always get the victory over you. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make this so plain. You can have a history with God that you start filling yourself. Man, that's what they say. You know how you just filling yourself. That God can bless you so much that you think to believe that it has something to do. Somebody say with you. I've got to be. This is why Jesus said this concerning little children. That the kingdom is for such as, such as these. Because they had this continual level of dependency upon God. I don't care how much God does through me. I need you even the more. I don't care what God gives to me. I need you to do even the more. I 
You helped me save their marriage, but God, I need you even the more. And many of us, because God has done a little something in our lives, we start depending on ourselves more than we do on God. And the enemy is looking and say, oh, that one right there, I'm coming for them. Somebody say next. And you wonder, why does the enemy always show up after a great victory? Because many believers believe that it's them and not God. Why Jesus had to say, Hold on, did I hear? Wasn't there a few other lepers and only one came back to give him glory? Somebody say, Depend on him. That, that's that. I hope that's helping somebody. Uh, here's a word of wisdom you've got to be able to give room for his power to work in you because the power of the Lord can reside in you and still not have room for his power to work in you. Y'all heard what I just said? Somebody said, give, give, give God's power room. Uh, in other words, how do I know? Uh, look at the, the New Living Translation of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 through 10. The Bible says each time he said, y'all know when Paul said, I, I've got this thorn that I need God to remove. My grace is all you need. Somebody say, all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. And that's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults and hardships and persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, somebody say, then I'm strong. In other words, God says, you've got to humble yourself in such a way that you declare that you're always weak. Because Christ can never work through you until you can boast. Somebody say, watch this even more, acknowledge my weaknesses. Somebody say, acknowledge my weaknesses. This is what, this is what mess passes up. And people with titles, because they think they got a title that they'll always have power. Somebody say, not so. Even though power can reside in you, you've got to give room for that power. Somebody say, to work. We've got to always, somebody say, humble myself. I've got to humble myself. Evil knows how to take advantage of folk that don't know how to humble themselves. His power does not work on us until we become, somebody say, weak. And watch this, for those of us who seem to can't call ourselves weak, remember this, this is the same Paul that proclaimed an, an, an evil spirit departed from a woman. That, that's Acts chapter 16, verse 18. He prayed and the prison doors were open. That's Acts chapter 16. And watch this. He placed his hands on a man and he was healed. That's Acts chapter 28, 8. Paul did all of this. And somebody say, I ain't Paul. I ain't Paul. Paul said, listen, I, I just, all I did was sing and pray and prison doors open. All I did was say, hey, come out of that young lady. And an evil spirit came out of her. Paul said, I don't care about none of that because I boast in my weakness so that Christ can work through me. The people that Christ's power continually works through is the people that acknowledge day after day after day, somebody say that I'm weak. That all I have and I need, somebody say, is in him. I've got to have my dependency in God. Y'all got to say, let every man examine himself. 
y'all, y'all got to examine yourself because I promise you, if God's power ain't working in you, there's some level of somebody say this, somebody say pride. We must humble ourselves and find our help in him. This is why our foundational text says, notice this, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power because our strength against evil is found in him and our ability to subdue evil is found, somebody say, in him. This means we have effective power against evil when the weak can abide in him. In other words, I'm weak. All of my dependency is in him. And then when I realize that I've got to find myself abiding in him. Uh, It's the place where the weak abide. That's good news to me. Listen, I know we got prayer warriors. Deacon and Cindy is a prayer warrior. But when I'm weak, I abide, somebody say, in him. I know my wife loves me. I know she'll take my cares to the altar. But when I'm weak, somebody say, I abide in him. And here's what a lot of believers do. We place our dependency, many times not even on us, on other people. So when other people don't show up, we lose it. Somebody say, and then we miss out on our power. Somebody say, I miss out on my power. Folk leaving churches because pastors can't set a meeting with them. Somebody say, that's crazy. Your power ain't in Pastor Keith. Somebody say, it's in God. But we're we're not teaching this. Many pastors are trying to teach you and keep the power with them. I mean, see, I'm going to let that alone because some of y'all got pastors like that. So watch this. The critical questions we got to ask ourselves. In the face of evil, where do we find ourselves? In the midst of the attacks of the enemy, where do we, somebody say, abide? Because if it's not in him, hell will always win. As Listen, innately, Whenever we're sick or we don't feel well, many of us like to run to the arms of our mom. I don't care how old you get. I'm telling you this. I, I ain't telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. You can be a grown man and a grown woman and you want to be in the presence of your mother. Y'all hear what I'm saying? But when I'm weak, when I know I'm under attack, the first place is I got I to gotta dwell, somebody say, in the secret place. I've got to find myself in the secret place. I'll talk to my mama later. Somebody say later. I'm going to find myself in the secret place. Because watch this. We have to declare as the song says, in him do I live, move, and have my being. I'm nothing without you. Nothing without you. We are nothing void of God's working power in us. And we are nothing against wickedness until we can declare that we are weak. And here's a word of wisdom, and I said it earlier from Psalm chapter 91. What, notice this, not only is God's power made perfect in us when we abide in him, we receive protection against evil. The good news is, listen, it's some battles that you ain't even got to fight. Did y'all hear what I just said? There's some battles that you don't even have to fight. God says if you find yourself in the secret place, you'll abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's good news, y'all, that when the enemy is attacking, I know I got power, but somebody say, I can chill. I, can chill. I don't know if you, I, I love that, y'all, that when the enemy is trying to wreak havoc on my job, I've got a level of protection. Listen, I ain't got to go to HR. I ain't got to write no complaint because I'm abiding under the shadow of the almighty. I don't care what they say about me. I'm protected. Somebody say, I'm protected. Oh, that's good news to me. I don't know about nobody else, but that's good news to me. 
The Lord is our fortress against the father of lies. When we abide in him, and you don't know what God is trying to do. There's sometimes what God is trying to say, I'm going to allow my power to work in you so you can declare a thing and it's over. But there's some things that God says, I want to do. I want you to abide under my shadow. So all you got to do is sit back. And this is when the Bible declares that I'll make your enemies smile, your footstool. Oh, that's good news to me. I don't know about y'all, but that's good news. Somebody say to me. So the first thing that I needed us to understand is if we want effective power in us, it depends where we abide, but not simply where we abide, where the weak abide. If you're weak, say amen. amen. Notice this. Now, let's look at verse number 11. The Bible says, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. I touched briefly on this during my sermon series, but many believers lose the battle against evil, not because of a lack of power. We already learned this, but many believers fail to be prepared. Somebody say, I got to be prepared. The best time to be prepared, somebody say, is before the battle. Because what you do before the battle is just as important as what you do during the battle. And many of us get lax in our walk with God when everything's well. Oh, that's, somebody say that's a sad tragedy. And even more, I believe what you do before the battle prepares you for what you will do in the battle. This is why a lot of believers don't know what to do when the enemy attacks them because they weren't prepared before the battle. We love to receive the blessings of God and we chill. We chill on our prayer life. We calm down on going into his word. We don't pray in the spirit. And watch this. When the enemy comes, somebody say, I'm unprepared. You around here eating steak and lobster and, and the devil is plotting a strategy against you. Oh, somebody say, be prepared. Preparation is necessary. And notice what our foundational text says. Put on all of God's armor so. In other words, Paul is saying, I need you to put this on before the battle so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. Paul is saying, be prepared to fight. Many of us were prepared to fight in the world. I don't know about y'all, anybody that ever fought before you came to Jesus. Yo, whenever they said, listen, they trying to jump me, your cousin, somebody said, I was prepared. You started pulling off earrings. You started making sure you ain't got on your best stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Somebody said, I'm ready. So if you could be prepared in the natural, why not in the spirit? Oh, my God. We've got to prepare. Somebody say, prepare. Listen, I'm always ready to fight. I've got to be out. When, when, when the saints call me and say the enemy is trying to wreak havoc on my marriage, I'm prepared to fight. When I know that the enemy is trying to come against one of the sons or daughters in the ministry and they're dealing with addiction, I've got to be prepared to fight. Because the enemy don't take no days off, so why do you? Notice what, notice what the enemy told God. He said... Went, went in, 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 the, in the book of Job, Job chapter 1. He said, devil, what are you doing? I'm going to and fro on the earth. The enemy takes no days off. So why do we? I don't know if we like that this morning. So, so that means we have to anticipate wickedness. Somebody say anticipate wickedness. And the sad reality for many believers, 
I'm telling you, this is a trick of the enemy. Many churches right now are teaching you how to pursue wealth before we prepare for wickedness. We teach them how to pursue wisdom before we tell them how to prepare for wickedness. And we pursue earthly wants before we prepare, someone say, for wickedness. This is why I believe, listen, this is just me. Y'all can take this however you want. The black church can, is in such a disarray. The Pentecostal charismatic front is in so disarray because we're arguing about ties and not the attacks of the enemy. We're arguing about what organization you're in rather than what the enemy is plotting against my life. Arguing, my former pastor said, stop majoring in the minor. The enemy wants you to become so inundated with how you might be blessed that you don't prepare for wickedness. Somebody say, I got to be prepared. It's subtle, y'all, but it's a trick of the enemy. And while we're pursuing everything else, watch this, rather than preparing for wickedness, wickedness is pursuing me. Did y'all hear what I said? While you're pursuing wealth, wisdom, and your earthly wants, wickedness is pursuing, somebody say me. Go to the next screen, I'm going to give you Bible. Bible says, stay alert. Somebody say this is the Apostle Peter. Somebody say this is the Apostle Peter, who walked with Jesus. He says, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. So while you're looking for everything else other than being prepared, somebody say, he's looking for me. Paul says, Peter says, stay alert. Many of us ain't alert. So watch out for our great enemy. The enemy and evil are looking for those, watch this, that are unprepared. And this is why the beginning, I need you to hear this and hear this good. He's looking for the unprepared. And watch this, the enemy wants to attack those that are trying to get God's people prepared. So we catch it on all fronts, y'all. So as I'm trying to declare and cause you to get prepared, the enemy is looking for me. And he's looking for those that don't receive the instruction to prepare. Oh, somebody say the devil is busy. I don't know when the old folks used to say the devil is busy. He really is busy. Somebody say he really is busy. See, the old saints had wisdom. Oh, so here's the word of wisdom. Effective power against evil is given to those who are prepared for evil. Here's the word of wisdom. I need you to hear me in. No, nobody don't feel bad. No matter how anointed you are, no matter how affixed your eyes on God are, no matter what title you've been appointed with, evil in your life will still be apparent. Did I put this? Notice this. We are born in the midst of evil. Job 14, one says, a, a man born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. So that means as soon as my babies were born, they were born in the midst of evil. The Bible says we are burdened by evil in this life. That's John 16, 33. The Bible, Jesus said that in this world, you'll have somebody say much trouble. And then the Bible says, even the born again will face evil. Psalm 34, 19 says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. 
So, that means God, you saying, I'm anointed. God, I keep my eyes on you. God, God, you done appointed me bishop elect and, and archbishop and you done made me an apostle. You telling me I'm still going to have to face evil? Somebody say, yes, you will. So if that's so critical, it don't matter how anointed you are, no matter how, you, how much you keep your eyes to heaven, no matter what title you got, you've got to be prepared for evil. Somebody say, I got to be prepared. If you a man born of a woman, you are a few days, and somebody say, full of trouble. Full of trouble. And this means none of us are exempt from evil, and this is why we must be equipped for evil. In other, word, in other words, evil at some point will be present in our lives. I know we don't like that. At some point, evil going to show up. So I want to be prepared when it does. And the reason that a lot of believers get defeated by the enemy, someone say, I wasn't prepared. Lord, help your people today. Help us to get prepared. Don't get caught, someone say, off guard. For the sake of time, I want us to reference um, Ephesians 6, 14 through 18. Ah, you, I just put that down. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 14 through 18. Don't get caught off guard. Uh, so that means I've got to be equipped. That, that's, gonna, that's the weapons of our warfare. We got, we got to be equipped. That's going to tell you what you got to do, what you got to put on. Even more, daily we must ask ourselves, what am I wearing am I ready, and am I ready to fight? Yeah, I've got to ask myself, somebody say daily. daily. Did I put on the full armor of God? And am I now ready to fight? Because watch this. You can know about the armor but not know how to use the armor. Somebody say that's another trick of the enemy. This is why I said one of the devices of, the, of evil and the enemy is deception. He does not want you. This is why the Bible says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. We get caught up in emotion but don't have any knowledge. So we shout off of, the, off of the armor of God, but none of y'all don't know how to use it. Somebody say, the enemy is smiling. Got to help the people. I thought I was going to end this, but I may have to extend this series so we know how to use our armor. And watch this. Am I prepared for wickedness? And this is why the beginning portion of Proverbs 22, 3 says this. Oh, this is good. A prudent man foresees evil. In other words, I know that it's coming, so I'm prepared when it comes. Some say, a wise man. Some of us are on vacation and continual vacation in the spirit. And you wonder why the natural vacation ain't helping you because you're on vacation. Somebody say, in the spirit. I'm unprepared. That's why you can't get no rest on your vacation. And one Hebrew translation of this word for see in this text. Did I put that on the screen? Oh, that's good. Watch what it says. It means to take into consideration. This means the evil, um, the believer, um, how you take evil into consideration will determine if evil will conquer you. I've got to take account. Let's not, listen, I don't walk around in fear. I don't. But I got to know that the enemy is always at work. When there's peace in your home, best believe that the enemy wants to shake up that peace. When you're walking in abundance, best believe the enemy wants you to walk in lack. So I don't get so enamored by the goodness of the Lord 
and I, that I see them in the land of the living that I don't see evil trying to creep up on my doorstep. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Because the enemy always wants to come, watch this, to steal. He's so, so if I've got peace, he wants to take it. If I've got this love and unity in my marriage, he wants to take it. To kill and destroy. Somebody say, I got to be prepared. A wise man foresees evil. Because if you live as if you are above the impact of evil in this life, then you will always be subject to the attacks of evil. I know life is good for you. Somebody say now. I know everything is grave in your life. Somebody say now. But because of this, because it don't matter how annoying I am, I've realized that I'm born in the midst of evil. That I'm going to face much evil. That even the born again believer will face many afflictions. I've always got to be prepared. Some I say for evil. I got to be prepared for it. So if I want this power to be effective in me, I've got to anticipate wickedness. I'm almost done, y'all. Let's look at verse number 12. The Bible says, for we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against rulers, evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Hear this, how you fight and where you fight will determine if you will fall in the fight. Somebody say, how I fight. Somebody say, where I fight. It's going to determine if you fall in the fight. It, it, it matters, it matters. And the sad reality is that we have too many believers, watch this, that fight carnally. Oh, what do I... There was a time in my life where there was folk, someone say church folk, that I thought that loved me. And then as soon as I gave God my yes, the love seemed to dissipate. And what the enemy would have wanted me to do was to fight them, someone say carnally. But I kept my eyes fixed on God. Someone say, I've got to fight. Someone say, in the spirit. When evil is present, I'm telling you, and I'm telling you not what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. We want to cuss out the person in the situation. Someone say, that's carnal. We want to complain about the person in the situation. Someone say, that's carnal. And many of y'all want to confront and give them a piece of your mind. Someone say, that's carnal. When you are carnal in your attempt to confront evil, you are just as demonic as what you are confronting. Did y'all hear what I just said? When you want to operate in carnality, you're just as demonic. Okay, see, so y'all don't like that this morning. You thought you done strung them cuss words together good. But God says you're demonic. You can't watch this and you can't defeat demonic activity by being demonic. I'm going to give you a Bible. I'm, I'm, see, all this stuff sounds good. People like to say stuff that sounds good. Romans 12, 21 says, do not be overcome by evil. But overcome evil with good. Somebody say, in the spirit. You got to be in the spirit. Some of y'all are so demonic and you don't even know it. Going to churches and just demonic. <sighs> and watch this. You've already given the devil the victory over you when you operate in carnality. He don't have to fight. He don't have to work that hard when you operate in carnality. His battle is already over. Somebody say his battle already over. I done lost it. As soon as I want, as soon as I part my lips to cuss them, it's a, somebody say he's done. You done got knocked out. You done. That's what he wants you to do. He wants you, watch this, to fight on his level. He wants you to fight on his level 
And watch this. You will always lose the battle with evil when you fight on the enemy's level. Somebody say carnally. Oh, this is why the atmosphere of our warfare, somebody say it matters. Listen, I, I'm not trying to be deep, but your atmosphere in which you fight and you begin to go to war in. Y'all know how people like to say warring in the spirit? Somebody say that is real. I've got to take my war, somebody say in the spirit. Oh, Lord, I, I, we got a whole bunch to talk about. We, I do. I got to extend this series, y'all. Because the atmosphere, watch this, determines the effectiveness of my power. I need y'all to know, if I'm in an airplane and I'm on the wing of the airplane, the wing, somebody say the wing. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm talking about in the air and I try to shoot a gun, somebody say it's ineffective. I know that's a crazy analogy, but what I'm saying is not going to work there. It's not going to work in that atmosphere. So I've got to know that there's certain atmospheres that my weapons are now effective. They're not effective in the natural. Somebody say they're effective in the spirit. And watch this. Because we've learned to fight so long in the natural, we don't know how to operate. Somebody say in the spirit. The enemy won't. This is why. You ever notice that the enemy tries you in the natural? Because he wants you to respond in the natural. So, so they talk about your mama, they talk about all this stuff, they talk about you on the job, they're trying to get you to respond. Someone say, in the natural. They, 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 they challenge you to respond in the natural because the enemy knows that if I can get you to respond carnally, somebody say, I've already lost. Help us today, God, to fight in the spirit. Watch this. Watch, watch what Paul admonishes us in our foundational text. We are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities. Somebody say they're unseen. So while you cussing out them, the spirit that you're supposed to be cussing out, if somebody say it's unseen, I ain't saying cuss out the spirit, but y'all know what I'm trying to say against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits and heavenly places. Therefore, despite what you believe, our war, watch this, is not against sick or sinful people. It's against evil spirits. I, I, I need y'all to hear me and hear me good. This is why the legislation with gun laws ain't gonna work. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Because we think it's sick people, but it's really evil spirits. So when the church of God should be fighting against spirits. We're trying to change laws. And somebody say the enemy wins. Notice this. How many generations have we changed natural laws? And nothing has changed. And the enemy said, yeah, go ahead. I want the church to galvanize and go to the, the U.S. Capitol. And really what we should be doing is laying our face before the Lord. But we should be warned. And I'm, listen, I'm not saying none of that is bad. But I'm going to say something and I don't care who hears this. I don't care what the U.S. Supreme Court does. It's not going to stop women doing what they want to do. If we don't fight, watch this in the spirit. Somebody say, it's the heart of men. So watch this. The problem is, and I know 
we say this comically, but many times people do have a spirit. Y'all know how we like to say they got a spirit on them. Somebody say they really do. Paul said you are fighting against evil spirits. So when I see them girl, I, that, that's a, she got a spirit on her. So I'm not going to direct my attention to her. I'm directing it. Somebody say to the spirit. So when I see the shift in their lives, it's not because I told them about themselves. It's not that I just had to speak my mind. No, I did some war. Somebody say in the spirit. Help us today, God. Watch what Paul declares in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. Paul says, I and our brethren could not speak to you as, a, as spiritual people. I couldn't even speak to you as spiritual people. But as to carnal, as babes in Christ, I fed you with milk. And not, solid, and not with solid food. For until now you were unable to receive it. And even now you are still not able. Somebody say that's a sad tragedy. For you are still carnal. For there are envy, strife, and divisions among you. Are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? Listen, Paul was saying that carnal stuff, somebody say it ain't going to work. We have believers that operate in the same things as evil. And I talked about the devices of evil, division, deception, and all types of demonic activity. And Jesus reminded us in Matthew 12, 25, that a kingdom divided cannot stand against itself. Therefore, Satan has no intentions nor the ability to cast out himself. So you make his job easier when you act carnally. Someone say, don't be carnal. The atmosphere of my warfare, somebody say, it matters. We've got to get in the spirit and fight in the spirit. Somebody may be saying, how do I fight in the spirit? Bible says we must pray in the spirit against all evil spirits. That's Jude 120. We must proclaim in the spirit against all evil spirits. That's Mark 13 11. And we preserve ourselves someone say in the spirit. That's Ephesians 6 18. This is critical to understand because watch this. Evil spirits don't respond to carnality. They respond to those in the spirit. Prime example. I gave you in Acts chapter 19. It looked like they were in the spirit, but they responded carnally because all they saw was what Paul did and tried to imitate it. But it was not because of their relationship with God themselves. And watch this. When Paul told that evil spirit to come out of that girl, watch this. It responded. He didn't talk to the girl. He talked to somebody say the spirit. When we're facing spiritual battles, I'm speaking Somebody say to that spirit. I'm fighting with that spirit. Because evil spirits don't respond to carnality. You keep cussing. They ain't responding. They laughing. You, you keep trying to confront them. They ain't responding. They laughing. Therefore, evil is always, watch this, is always going to conquer you. And if it's always seeming like you can't cast out evil spirits, ask yourself, am I in the spirit? Am I up or am I operating like Satan? If I'm always being conquered by evil spirits, if I always seem like spirits are not um, responding to me, I've got to ask myself, am I in the spirit? Because when we are carnal in attempt to fight evil, we will never, somebody say, never win. Whew. Hear this. 
you only have authority over evil spirits if you're fighting them, watch this, in the right atmosphere. The only authority you have over evil spirits, somebody say, is when I'm in the right atmosphere. Ooh, help me today, y'all. I'm working today. I'm real. I'm sweating hard up in here. I hope y'all getting this because I like this shirt. Watch what Romans 8, 6, 7, 8 says. For to be carnally minded, somebody say, is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is at enmity with God. That means watch this. When we are carnal and attempt to fight our wars carnally, really what we are also in is in war with God. Did y'all hear what I just said? So you think you're giving them a piece of your mind, but you're at war with God. God says the carnal mind is at enmity against God. So you think you got some level of favor with God. And God is saying you're trying to war with them and you're at war. Somebody say with me. I hope that changed your perspective. You was going to cut somebody out tomorrow. Somebody say don't do it. You will find yourself at war with God. And somebody say that ain't Pastor Keith. Somebody say that's Bible. I've given you Bible. This is why if we want power against evil to be effective and have the ability to defeat evil, it will be determined by the atmosphere of our warfare. I'm done, y'all. Paul admonishes believers with these words just a chapter early in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through 16. I believe it's on our screen. He says, see then that you work circums- walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. In other words, you will never be delivered from evil or defeat evil when you don't live with the understanding that the days in which we live in are evil. I've got to know that. I know that I'm in the kingdom of God. I know that I'm a son and a child of God. But you'll never defeat evil or be delivered from evil. Paul says the days are evil. So in other words, he says, another version says, walk, somebody say wisely. Wow. I gotta walk with a level of wisdom. So in other words, although this is difficult to take hold in, we're gonna live in constant, in the constant presence of evil. I need y'all to know that. But just because evil is present, that does not mean evil has power over me. Y'all hear what I'm just saying? Paul said the days are evil. So I've got to walk in the presence of evil. But somebody say evil will not have power over me. Despite what many may say, we can be delivered from evil. I believe verse 13 of our foundational text makes this clear. Notice what Paul says. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in a time of evil. Then after the battle, you'll be standing firm. I says this means that if we can abide where the weak need to abide. If we can, watch this, anticipate wickedness. And if the atmosphere of our warfare can be in the right place, God says, I will anoint you to withstand evil. That's good news to me, y'all. Somebody say, I want to be anointed. That's the kind of anointing I want in my life. I don't know about anybody else, but I want the type of anointing that I can minister in the face of evil. That I can stand in the face of evil. And somebody say, not be moved. If that's you, stand to your feet. I know your job has seemed difficult. I know there's some folk that have been getting on your nerves. But God says, I want to anoint you this morning. That despite being in the presence of evil, notice this, somebody shout, the days are evil. But God says, I can deliver you from evil. Come on, lift your hands.
Father, we thank you. We honor you, God, for who you are. We honor you, God, that we might be in days that are evil, but, God, we might be delivered from evil. God, help us. God, help your people today. God, the enemy is subtle, but, God, you've given us now wisdom to defeat wickedness. So, God, I pray for your people, God. I pray for your people, God. I pray for your people, God, that we might be able to defeat evil, God. Help us to, to humble ourselves that we're always weak and that we can abide in you. If we can abide in you, God, if we can dwell in the secret place, we'll abide in the shadow of the Almighty. God, in some battles we don't have to fight if we can just find what we need to abide. And God, I pray for your people. Prepare us. Somebody shout, prepare me. Lord, prepare your people, God, we pray. Let us not get so lax in our walk with you that we do not foresee evil. God, your word declares a prudent man, a wise man, foresees evil. Help us, God, to always be prepared. God, matter of fact, God, as we were prepared in the natural, help us to be prepared to fight in the spirit. We'll take off earrings in the spirit. We'll get our shoes laced up in the spirit. God, we're ready to fight. So whenever the enemy might come, God, we'll be ready to fight. And God, let us shift atmospheres as to where we fight. God, I pray for your people that have fought so long carnally. And really, God, they're getting beat up in the spirit. God, that have fought so long carnally and did not know they were really fighting you. Help us, God, to shift the atmosphere in which our warfare is. Now, anoint us, God, we pray. Somebody say, anoint me. Anoint us, God, we pray. Because the days are evil, God. We want to be able to stand in the face of evil, God. I'm praying for someone now, God, that their marriage, God, the enemy is trying to fight them in their marriage, God. Anoint us, God, we pray. Somebody, the enemy is trying to fight us on our job. God, anoint us. Somebody say, anoint me. Help us, God, to withstand evil, God, we pray. We love you and adore you. Thank you, God, that you declared in your word that we could be delivered from evil. And every believer that believes, say thank God and amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Hey, Tony, do me a favor. Minister Dominique, do me a favor. Make sure everybody in this church gets one of those anointing oils. Listen, I prayed over these. I've, I spoke word over these. And I, listen, and make sure they get a handout as well. Because I want you to do likewise. I gave you every scripture referencing anointing oil. Speak the word over this oil. Pray over this oil and anoint yourselves. Anoint your homes. Somebody say, the days are evil. We got to send our babies to schools and focus shooting up schools. Somebody say, I need to be delivered from evil. Father, we thank you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I don't care if you marry. Get one for yourself. Get one for you and your husband. Hallelujah. There may be somebody this morning who says, I need to give my life to Christ. I want to be in relationship with God. That you just lift your hands. I believe we all may be saved in the house of the Lord, but I don't want to take it for granted. That you lift your hands.
You may be watching this morning and you want to give your life to Christ. Listen, I want to pray with you. The Bible says it's better to be a dog than a dead lion. In other words, you've got hope because you have breath in your body. God has given you another opportunity to give your life to him. Come on, let's pray with that person. You can keep your eyes open. I know y'all still getting your oil. Father, we thank you. Honey, you got for this life that wants to give their life to you. God, strengthen them now, God, we pray. He, they realize, God, that the days are evil. And God, the only way they might find protection is in you. So God, thank you, God, that they have declared on this morning that they're a sinner in need of a Savior. That that Savior is Jesus Christ. And that Jesus can now lord over their life. Thank you, God, for that declaration on today. For God, you said if we confess with our mouths and believe in our heart, we shall be saved. So God, we thank you for their salvation. Cause them to know, God, that anyone the Father puts in your son's hand, no man can take away. So God, their salvation is secure. In you, God, we pray. And God, I pray, God, that you connect them with a church, connect them, God, with a church family, a shepherd that can guide their life in the natural. And in the spirit, God, we pray. We love you and adore you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. amen. There may be somebody else this morning who says, I want to be connected with this church. I want to be a member of this church. You don't have a church home. Say, I want to be a member. That's you. Just lift your hands. Love to be a pastor. I love to be a pastor. Matter of fact, I love to be a shepherd. That's you. You're watching online. Just send us a message via Facebook. We'll connect with you. We'll tell you how you can be in covenant with our church. Hey man, if you got anything out of the word, somebody give God a hand clap of praise. At this time, let us receive Minister Dominique. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.